0: Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment.
1: Help, I need somebody. Help, not just anybody. Help, you know I need someone. Help. Welcome to Family Caregivers Unite with Dr. Gordon Atherley. Family caregivers don't have to be alone in their experiences. You will hear from experts and other caregivers facing the same issues that you may be facing. Now, here is your host, Dr. Gordon Atherley.
2: Welcome to episode 143 of Family Caregivers Unite. This is Dr. Gordon Atherley, your host. Since retiring from medical practice, I've become an activist for family caregiving. Our topic today is family caregivers organizing and coordinating their caring. This is important because caring by families... Family caregivers so often involves navigating their loved ones through the healthcare and social systems. It involves being their loved ones' advocates. It involves supervising their loved ones' medications and watching out for side effects. It involves monitoring their loved ones' health progress. And for some health conditions like epilepsy and autism, it involves caring for their loved ones' service dog. Now caring for family caregivers so often is a burden which is already substantial, but it's growing as healthcare, social systems and governments recognize more and more the value of family caregivers in helping relieve some of the stresses on the health and social systems. So caring by family caregivers so often includes caring and for and supporting the entire family, maintaining day jobs and keeping up everyone's spirits. And it brings to family caregivers risks of physical, psychological and financial exhaustion. So anything that truly helps family caregivers with organising and coordinating their caring is value beyond price. Now to talk about his efforts to help family caregivers caregivers with the new service, our guest is Jonathan Schwartz. Jonathan was president and CEO at Sun Microsystems prior to its acquisition by Oracle. He was also founder and CEO of Lighthouse Design, a software company ultimately acquired by Sun. He tells us that he's one quarter Indian, one quarter Welsh on his mother's side and one quarter Hungarian and one quarter Russian on his father's side. He holds degrees in mathematics and economics. In 1986, he was nearly killed while riding on the Amtrak colonial train that crashed in Chase, Maryland. He says that this experience had a profound impact on his life. He's now co-founder and chief executive officer of CareZone. He says care zone was started for people like him, who must simultaneously care for children and parents, but who find existing services insufficient in their support for family caregiving. So, welcome to the show, Jonathan.
3: Thanks, Dr. Gordon. Thanks very much for the opportunity.
2: Great. Now, let's start with the question. Please tell us more about your professional career, about your personal experience with family caregiving, and what first drew your attention. To family caregiving, Jonathan.
3: Um, well, the um, uh, you know the personal experiences I've had are probably the most informative in terms of what what motivated uh, CareZone. I think the, my professional experience up until that date was more uh, an enabler uh, to realize that some of the challenges I was facing could in fact be solved with technology. And the most uh, kind of fundamental level, uh, every caregiver, everyone who's taking care of a child or taking care of a parent, has um kind of a, a small set of things but everybody's got to do them first and foremost you just have to get organized you need a safe place to put things and uh and on the internet today there's lots of kind of uh public places to put things you can put them on social networks you can put them on advertising networks um but the problem is when you're caring for a child that's about the the uh, the opposite of what you want you just want a safe place to keep things um, as you kind of progress through life, and certainly as I progress through life, I realize that you know the, the, some of the, the challenges I faced were, were not going to be ones that I would uh, bear sole responsibility for. So I'd share some tasks with my wife, I'd share uh, some obligations with my with my brother or with one of my father's relatives, and and so you know increasingly the the uh, the evolution of care zone was. Uh, recognizing that what I was going through, uh, which was kind of the simultaneous challenge of taking care of children as well as coordinating with lots of people and trying to increasingly take care of my parents, they weren't unique to me. They were common to nearly everyone on Earth. I mean, most people on Earth um, have parents, and uh, and a lot of people on Earth have kids, and, and we all face a similar challenge, which is just wanting to help and to try to use technology to do so without exposing ourselves to undue risks or kind of undesired outcomes.
2: Just tell me a little bit more about the way and the reasons for your turning to information technology. I know you said earlier that uh, maybe that wasn't a true factor, but you have turned to information technology. What was it about the information technology that... Um, made you think that this was a solution to the kind of situations you were talking about?
3: Well, in, in my own personal life, um, I've always been interested by technology. I mean, I was just with a, a friend yesterday, and we were talking about the, the first video games that were introduced in the 1970s and the, um, you know, and the first computers that we saw when we got to college. And this is, you know, I'm dating myself when I say this because it's so ubiquitous now. But really watching how that changed um, you know, our daily lives, how all of a sudden it became easier to, you know, to write a paper because you weren't so worried about, you know, making an error and, whipping, you know, whipping out the, the liquid paper. I mean, just the, the basic productivity that we experienced across our lives was something um, that was really enchanting and inviting and, and you know, enabled uh, kind of enhanced interactions between uh, individuals and ultimately uh, across communities. So, um you know in my own life you know i've been really focused on and interested in the impact of technology on on everyday living that's you know it's it's not about automating banking systems i mean at the end of the day that's just not something to really get that excited about it's watching how you know people are living uh healthier lives more active lives more more observant and more uh uh you know aware of what's going on around them just being better informed and you know by and large the the key in my world and in my life to effective caregiving has just been communicating, making sure that everybody's up to speed on on what's going on and everybody's got eyes wide open so nothing falls through the cracks.
2: Right, now your, your new initiative is CareZone. So what is CareZone and what services does it provide? Um,
3: CareZone, in in its simplest form, is is a uh, a private place for you to take care of somebody. So, um, you know, if your uh, listeners just went to CareZone dot com, they would be presented with a page where they were asked to identify the person they're taking care of, and that can just be you know my son or or dad or something. And once you enter that name, you've now titled your account, and your account is. First and foremost, entirely private to you, so you're the only person who gets to write in their journal or document their medications or upload some files that you have laying around your desk or, um, you know, uh, put together a contact list of emergency contacts. So first and foremost, it's just a good personal organizer. It's a safe place to keep track of stuff. There's no ads. We don't sell data. We'll never sell access to the account. It's all about, you know, giving you a safe place to get organized. But as I mentioned before, you know, it's it's seldom the case that only you are involved, and so it gives you a very safe and controlled mechanism to say, "I'd like to invite my wife to my child's account," and then you know she can now see when I make an update to the journal because I saw something or when I change uh, medication dosage. So she'll, you know, we'll both be able to share and have access to this on our mobile phones or on a desktop or on a tablet. And then, you know, we might have a babysitter that we want to give access to because we want her to have a list of emergency contacts. And, you know, and, uh, two months from now we may change babysitters and we'll remove her access and bring someone else in. So you're really in charge of determining with whom you are going to share the contents of your Care Zone account. When you are caring for a child, that's more often than not you and your partner and maybe a, a sitter or two depending upon the, the issues or challenges, you know, you face in your life. When you're, char- when you're caring for a parent, it often, you know, spans time zones because, um, you know, at least in my family, my uh, nearest sibling is... Uh, you know a few time zones away and you know I've got uh, for my parents I've got other people who want to be informed whether they're uncles or, or cousins um, and then there are also professional caregivers who I may want to have access um, to the account because they're going to see you know my dad more frequently than I will because I'm not you know that close to him anymore you know physically but I want to know what's going on what happened when you stopped in on, on Wednesday as you always do to make sure his meds were in line and you know he was doing his exercises so at bottom care zone is a is a safe place to get organized and then a, a safe means of sharing uh, important information and and access to that information with the people that uh, join you in, in caregiving
2: how when did you when did you actually set it up and get it started how far along are you and what are the could you tell us something a little bit obviously nothing private about the kind of families and family caregivers who are using it
3: well uh, first and f- uh, foremost um, I can't tell you anything about the family that they, they haven't told us through their um, support inquiries because, again, this is an entirely private service, so we don't, uh, we don't have access to the information itself. But folks have reached out to us and have told us, um, you know, I was just speaking to a, an individual um, last week whose uh, sister is in Hong Kong, whose brother is in London, and they have, you know, a parent who is living up in Vermont and they just want to kind of keep up to date on what's going on with their dad as he, you know, approaches some really big uh, uh, health care challenges. So for the most part, our audience are, uh, they tend to be female. Um, and again, at least from the support inquiries we've gotten from users, they've been, you know, kind of 80% uh, have been women. I think that that matches, by the way, with kind of the global statistics, which are caregiving more often than not falls to um, the female members of the family. Um, they tend to have uh, fairly intense caregiving requirements, so they really needed a place to get organized. So the upper right-hand uh, drawer of their desk was was no longer sufficient, um, and they've also tended to be, uh, you know, they've tended to, to be mobile and have access to to technology. So they've got a smartphone or they've got a tablet, and they want to be able to get quick access to an important piece of information on the go. Um, but beyond that, you know, I think it's generally anybody who's taking care of somebody that, that needs, you know, a safe place to get organized. That's kind of the core demographic that we're going after, and that, that tends to be global. I mean, our users, when we look at the little scatter map of where people are coming into the to the site, um, you know, the, the world is filled with little red dots because the access we're getting is coming from India and Pakistan and Sweden and, you know, across Asia and across the U.S.
2: That's another interesting part about technology information technology is the way it connects the world and in that sense shrinks it now talking of shrinking it is time for us to take our break um this is where we have to pay the rent so this is dr gordon Everly and my guest is jonathan schwartz you're listening to family caregivers unite on the voice america variety channel please stay with us we will be back
3: Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com
4: If you are having difficulty balancing everything in your life, be sure to tune in to Change is Personal with Kim Fuller. Each week, we'll help you do your own self-assessment to handling relationships, family, life challenges, health, and personal goals. Kim and her guests share from experiences and offer advice and resources to keep your life on track. Change is Personal with Kim Fuller can be heard live every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Listen, and start having a fuller life.
0: This is the home of the top life coaches, entrepreneurs, and success drivers. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. You are listening to Family Caregivers
1: Unite with Dr. Gordon Atherley. If you have any questions or comments about our program, please address them by email to doc.com g at family caregivers unite.org that's d-o-c the letter g at family caregivers unite.org don't forget you can catch new episodes of our program twice every week mondays on the voice america empowerment channel and tuesdays on the voice america variety channel now back to family caregivers unite
2: Welcome back to our listeners to Family Caregivers Unite and Jonathan Schwartz. Our topic is Family Caregivers Organising and Coordinating Their Caring. Uh, Let's talk more about the types of information that CareZone handles for family caregivers. So Jonathan, my question now to you is this. More and more healthcare professionals rely on the family caregiver for information about the family member's health and progress. Uh, how does CareZone help family caregivers with this responsibility? And again, without going into any kind of private information, can you give us an example of the way in which CareZone helps with this responsibility?
3: You bet. Uh, and I'll, I'll, I'll use my own um, family situation because it's, it's the one that I'm the most familiar with. So my, my father went through a pretty profound uh, uh, health crisis last year, and uh, you know, and he's he's on a lot of medications, and he's uh, he's in his 80s now. And I liked knowing that I could, in response to a physician asking what meds is he on, be able to take out my phone and tell them exactly what meds he's on. And, um, you know, and more often than not, no one doctor knows what medications, uh, you know, their their patient uh, is on, in part because we're all, in, you know, living in a world of specialists. Everybody's got their own idea of, of you know, what, what they can do to help. And so, you know, one of the things we do is just give you a place where you write down what medications, um, you know, your child is taking or your, or your parent is taking. And, you know, that, that should match perfectly with what all the doctors have. Oftentimes it doesn't. And so, you know, you can use that just as a, as a simple way of saying, well, this is what I found in his, in, in his medication box. And this is what, you know, I'm going to tell the, the, the doctor, you know, you know, your loved one is taking. So first and foremost, it, it gives you the ability to write down, you know, what you're experiencing and what you're seeing. And that extends to a daily journal. I mean, when, when I've uh, been with my parents and at the doctor, they, they want to know two things. Number one, first and foremost, always what medications is he on? And then secondly, how's he doing? And it's good to be able to kind of go back and say, well, you know, uh, I'm looking back through the journal and two months ago we experienced this and that seemed to resolve about a month ago and then this happened and then, you know, and, and that's a journal that not only I am keeping up to date, but uh, a caregiver who's calling on him, you know, once a week or a couple times a week can also add in there. You can kind of add your own daily experiences and that kind of, you know, just lives, it gives you a, a, a compilation of, of observations over a number of months and a number of years that enables you to kind of go back and watch how things are happening beyond that everything from care instructions that you can write down so that when a caregiver shows up you don't have to repeat the instructions for here's how to change the the battery in his in his hearing aid or here's how he you know likes to have meals you know prepared for him um, you know, we give you the ability to upload files. So when you get a, a therapist report, or you get a, uh, or you take a photograph, or you just some image or some document you want to keep, you know, attached to, to your loved one, you've got a safe place to do that. And again, all this information is ultimately shared with everyone you invite into the account. And um, you know, in, importantly for for most of these. Uh, uh, you know types of information that you're storing we also give you a very fine grain control to say you know I want my siblings to be able to see this document but I don't want the caregiver to see it so for example you might have a list of your dad's bank passwords or a list of his online accounts that's something that you you know want to make sure you've got access to but you don't want to give anybody else access to it you've got the ability to kind of control it at a very fine grain so really anything that, that you are wanting to keep track of when you're caring for someone, that's exactly what you know we've built the system and service to do.
2: Got it. Now, let's talk about another responsibility for family caregivers. That's ensuring that medications are taken as prescribed, that all te- treatments are fully followed, that any side effects are noticed, recorded and reported, as you were saying, to the prescribing physician or another professional. So let's talk Jonathan now, please, about how CareZone helps family caregivers with this responsibility, which is really a monitoring responsibility. And once again, have you got any examples, maybe from your own family experience? Jonathan? Well,
3: um, I think there is, uh, first, first and foremost, uh, th- there's no question that uh, once you've documented what's supposed to happen, the most important thing isn't what, you know, what was supposed to happen, it's what did happen. And so, you know, we absolutely provide you with with a safe place to just kind of write down those observations that give you a a sense of, you know, this is the side effect that he, you know, appears to be experiencing with this medication or this is the result of the exercise he was given to do. Um, You know, the next phase for us is to try to, you know, push that up a level because certainly uh, with how ubiquitous technology has become, um, you know, one of the, the interesting uh, experiences I had: someone uh, very close to me, actually, uh, you know, she's a, a woman and in her 40s, my my wife's best friend, had a, a really catastrophic stroke uh, quite a while ago. And then I ended up spending some time, as a result of, um, you know, helping her through her re- uh, rehabilitation um, with uh, doctors in, in the world of stroke medicine, and they should, they they told me something shocking, which is the the number one cause of stroke is you have failed to take your antihypertension medication. And I was talking to a physician, I said, you, you, you can't be serious. I mean, you, this can't possibly be the case. And he said, no, it is. It very much is the case that, you know, the leading cause of stroke is you just haven't followed the doctor's orders, you haven't taken your medication. And so the genesis of CareZone was actually my partner and I thinking about, well, you know, we are surrounded in you know by technology that reminds us to do things. You're constantly getting a little push notification on your phone telling you it's time to, you know, go to this meeting or you're supposed to meet someone here for a meal. I mean, why why hasn't that been completely pervasive and ubiquitous in the world of healthcare where simple reminders to go do things that you've been instructed to do could probably push, you know, adherence up quite a bit. So the next phase for us Sorry for the long-winded answer, is to, is to look at ways we can use uh, CareZone technology to help you remember to take medications, to record when you did, and then to be able to present to anyone who requests it a map of adherence. You know, did you do a good job of taking medications, and how can we show you over time when you took those medications and whether that was according to the instructions you were given?
2: Yeah. Now, still another responsibility for family caregivers is managing schedules. You know obviously hospital physician appointments, home visits by professional caregivers you 've already mentioned these there 's also of course the family as a whole uh, managing everything that goes on um, other family members, the family uh, looking after yourself, attending uh, to your work your 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 day work if that 's the situation so Please talk to us about how CareZone helps families, family caregivers, with that sort of general life responsibility, and again, please give us an example. Well, um, most of us uh, have
3: our own calendars. and. You know, and whether they are for work or for home, you know, our lives are, are tend to be fairly well scheduled and fairly well documented. Um it's it's different though when you're now worrying about the schedule for a child or you know, managing the schedule of an elderly parent who may not have their own schedule. And so what we're doing at CareZone is giving you a calendar, giving you a schedule where you can keep separate and apart the schedule for your loved one which you can then share with anybody who's got access to your CareZone account by the mechanism we described. But that's also kept clean and separate from your own schedule. And why is that? Well, because sometimes you just want to focus on your life. I mean, one of the, the biggest challenges, I think, for any caregiver, Um, is really just making sure they've got the time and and energy available to to maintain their own lives and to keep themselves healthy and and challenged as well. So first and foremost, we'll provide you with a calendar that you can use to kind of keep your dad's medications or caregiving visits or, you know, uh, hospital appointments or your child's. You know, uh, uh, healthcare uh, visits or therapist visits, etc. Um, but we'll also give you the ability to share that with anybody uh, you wish. And and over time, um, we'll you know give you the ability to integrate that into your and to synchronize that with your own calendar. Just so that even though you want to keep it separate, every once in a while you just want to click the button to say, "Show me what else is going on," and, and you'll be able to do so quite easily.
2: What you've just been describing in all three of those situations is a progression of the family caregiver to becoming part in effect of the healthcare system. That is to say what you've described is uh, the doctors relying on you to report back on how things have been going, how, how your father or other family member actually is doing. Um, you're giving through CareZone the family caregiver the opportunity to manage all that which really brings the as I see it, Care Zone anyway, into the role of a kind of partnership with the healthcare professionals who are also involved in the lives of the persons you're caring about, if that is your family members. Please comment on that rather long-winded analysis. Well, I,
3: I would actually view it from the other perspective, which is I think that for far too long the healthcare system has been an island unto itself and no one else has had access to it and i think the rest of the world has become quite automated quite uh, integrated and, and and quite adept with technology so the challenge for the healthcare industry is become you know is to become relevant to families at points other than you know just during the doctor's visit and so we are certainly helping families connect together and to begin to document and share information but the agenda for us You know, one of my little quotes is healthcare is a $7 trillion industry, but just remember it's a two-syllable word, which is there's health and there's care, and care for the most part falls to families. And so, you know, I'd, I'd like to believe that over time these two worlds will begin to touch. Um, you know, there's some very simple ways they can touch today, which is we could make sure that the medications that the healthcare system and the medications that your, you know, father might be taking, um, you know, that those two match up and, and maybe even be, uh, you know, the same record, the same, you know, piece of data. Um, but over time, it would also be interesting to note. Um, because again, so many of the, the maladies and issues that, that I've seen in my life, and I know that our, our customers have seen, have been chronic issues. You want to track blood pressure over time. Well, wouldn't it be good if you know, if the nurse could see that blood pressure uh, every day, or that you know, simple algorithms could be, you know, implemented so that when you know things aren't moving in the right direction, your the, the nurse or the caregiver or the, the healthcare system could be alerted to it. So there can just be a much more fluid uh, dialogue between the healthcare. System. System And the families. But for the most part, our job is to try to help families because when they have time, when they're better informed, then, you know, I know from personal experience, care outcomes are vastly improved. And so, if we can do our job here, while the healthcare industry kind of gets its act in gear and tries to digitize things and make sure that you know there's there's a good seamless communication within and between that system, then in the long run, I'd like to believe everybody will be better off. We'll we'll be able to make better decisions because we've got better information. That doesn't mean that you know uh, 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 necessarily there's any outcome other than things are more efficient. But I think. you know, just giving people a a better sense of um, being in control of their own life, being in control of their own family, feeling as if, you know, things aren't out of control. That's probably the number one thing we hear from, um, you know, our core customers, which is things are out of control. I'm really isolated. I just need some help. That's exactly what we're trying to get done. To the extent that aids in the long-term evolution of of the healthcare system, I think that's all for the positive.
2: Just a very quick comment back to you. You explained your interest in um, the use of information technology for everyday living Um, and what I think you're describing now is the use of information technology for everyday caring in the sense that family caregiving is that now I ought to give you a chance to respond to that but I've taken a little bit of time which deprives you of it. So we may want to get back to that one later, but I'm very strongly strongly influenced by what you're saying which also comes to something else which is uh, maybe it is time the healthcare system began to modernize itself along the lines you're talking about but again I'm not going to put you on the hot seat just over, just at this moment over that one so it is time for us to take the break this is Dr Gordon Adler and my guest is Jonathan Schwartz you're listening to Family Caregivers Unite on the Voice America Variety Channel stay tuned we're coming back
0: success starts here voiceamericaempowerment.com it's your world
4: are you a business innovator or are you just sitting on the sidelines We proudly support the March of Dimes' work in reducing premature births. Almost half a million babies are born too soon in the United States. We're helping the March of Dimes fund cutting-edge research and life-saving programs to help moms in our communities have full-term pregnancies and healthy babies. Join us during Prematurity Awareness Month in working together for stronger, healthier babies. Visit MarchofDimes.com.
0: Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening
1: to Family Caregivers Unite with Dr. Gordon Atherley. If you have any questions or comments about our program, please address them by email to DocG at FamilyCaregiversUnite.org That's D-O-C, the letter G, at FamilyCaregiversUnite.org don't forget, you can catch new episodes of our program twice every week Mondays on the Voice America Empowerment Channel and Tuesdays on the Voice America Variety Channel. Now, back to Family Caregivers Unite.
2: Welcome back to our listeners to Family Caregivers Unite and Jonathan Schwartz. Our topic is family caregivers organizing and coordinating their caring so now let 's talk about some of the challenges that arise for family caregivers in organizing and coordinating their caring so Jonathan, first off, when family caregivers first get involved with family caregiving, what are the challenges they first experience you know in organizing things, coordinating things well, As- it- okay, just if I could just add one quick one to that. Sure. How does Care Zone actually help in those early stages? And again, if you can give an example, that would be useful. You bet.
3: So I, I think that the first um, uh, epiphany, which, which occurs in uh, less so, it, it, it's a more obvious transition that occurs when you're parenting a child. <laughs> but, you know, because it's very clear, you're in charge, you know, you've got a little vulnerable being with you, and you are their entire lifeline. And, and that's a, that's a choice you make. It's very well planned, very well scripted. And for the most part, nine months later, you know that you're going to be, you know, responsible. And it's very different when you're caring for a parent because the evolution of that process is very subtle. And one day you realize that you're the one who has to make a decision. You're the one who has to, you know, figure out what the best answer is. You're the one who has to maybe influence an outcome. And so I think there's a, there's a part of, of life, that just again, it it it's true for everyone on Earth that that has a parent or finds themselves caring for someone, that you know you're going to make that decision on your own. I don't think any technology is gonna is gonna influence that. You're going to decide that you need to really be in charge, and then you're going to start trying to figure out ways that you can get some help. You're going to look for help from uh, you know family members. You're going to look uh, for help from the healthcare system, and you're also going to look to technology. Um, you know, because you've got a bunch of skills and a bunch of, of tools you've used historically. And so what we see more often than not is email is the first tool. Maybe you have a, a document where you've written something down and it's online. Maybe you've got, you know, a desk drawer at home that's stuffed with papers and, and contact information or your own physical address book. And and so what we try to do is just meet people where they are and, you know, give them tools and an environment that is very, very familiar to them. So the day you go sign up for an accounted care zone, you'll immediately be productive. I mean, it's not you're not going to spend time, you know, worrying about technology. You're going to spend time worrying about, okay, who else ought to have access to this? How can I make sure I share my emergency contact list? So I think what, what we try to do is just make that transition from, you know, uh, the world you live in to, to a care zone enhanced world um, be as simple and as seamless as possible. So, again, when you visit the site, it's, it's not filled with a bunch of technical uh, jargon or, or kind of uh, challenging new user metaphors. It's just like, you know, things look like you would expect them to look in a, in a modern Internet world where you just want to write some information down and share access to it.
2: Now, talking about sharing access, Jonathan, um, you've told us very clearly how CareZone helps family caregivers managing information, which is private, sensitive, and sensitive, and that travels over long distances. That information, as we all know, is easily abused, unfortunately, by snoopers and fraudsters. So how does CareZone protect privacy and security of the information that family caregivers and their family members and entrust to it. And again, can you give us an example of the way you do the protection? You bet. So, um, you know, we, we protect users um, in,
3: in three fundamental ways. Uh, the, the first way is through our business model, which assures uh, the people who are using our service that we're not going to be selling their data, selling access to their data. That their information truly is private. We don't have access to it unless you give us, you know, permission to have access to it. If you have a problem, you want us to help you solve. And um, and to me, that's actually the most important because it's the companies that have very kind of uh, subtle business models that can at, at times be, you know, dangerous to your privacy. And and the, the most obvious of those are the, the social networks that make money by. Um, basically, selling access to your account to advertisers. You know the, you know, if you're using a social network, you're not actually the social network's customer. Uh, you are their product. They are packaging you up and they're selling you to an advertiser. At, at Carezone, you are our customer. I mean, our customers are family caregivers. Full stop. The second thing we do is just technically um, use the same kind of technology that you would expect. Um, a bank or a hospital or anyone who's in a very high-scale, high-security environment to use. So we've got some of the most uh, advanced technology available, um, you know, the world over uh, to make sure that when folks are entering data, only they have access to the data. It's very difficult to, uh, you know, uh, uh, break into the system or to defraud a user because, again, the only people who are going to have access to the system are the people that you have invited in. And that really is the third way, which is we put individuals in charge of where that information is going. So as I suggested before, you could invite your spouse in to have access to the account, then there would just be the two of you. You could invite in a caregiver or maybe a physical therapist who comes over and you want them to you know, uh, put updates into the journal, but you could just as easily say, I now want to cancel that access. And when you do, they're completely removed from the system. They have, They no longer have access to anything. So through right. those three things a business model, a a technology platform, and just uh, uh, controls, um, we can give users a great deal of confidence that the information that they're storing is only going to be available to them and the ones they choose.
2: Now, just to follow up on this, because as you've said, this is an important, you you actually said this is the most important consideration, the question of privacy and security. So let me give you an instance of the kind of challenge that really does occur, and that's when... Elderly people living alone, maybe they're on the road early on the road to Alzheimer's disease. Their memories aren't what they used to be. They can still cope, but at the same time, they're easily misled. The telephone rings, and there's a voice that says, I'm Gordon, your long-lost nephew. I'm in a little bit of trouble. All I need is your bank account number or your credit card number. And because the Gordon has... A certain amount of information to validate himself or herself to the elderly person. The elderly person accepts this and complies. Now, those are sadly very real. In fact, in the um, building that I live in, uh, we had an instance of this, and it's very sad because here's somebody who lost a lot of money. Jonathan, please tell us about the protections that you see as being necessary and that are in Care Zone for that kind of challenge.
3: The way things like that can occur is when someone's got a little bit of information, which they can then use to tease out a lot of information. And if you come to CareZone, unlike a social network, you can't search. There is no search. You're not going to know who has an account or who doesn't have an account. So what we try to do is um, try to give you, because you know, again, oftentimes what happens, and I've heard, I mean, I've I've heard stories, as I'm, I'm sure you have as well, about. You know, folks who've written down information and left it on a, you know, under a magnet on the refrigerator and someone who's coming through the house helping out one way or another now has access to that information and can use it to go do, you know, all kinds of nefarious things. The, the safest place from, from my vantage point um, to keep something is to keep it online in a safe place. I mean, there's a reason why I keep all my photographs online. I don't keep them in a box under my bed. You know, because there, you know, there's a a single point of failure. um, You know, when you're doing something in the physical world, whereas in the in the digital world, you've got lots of ways to get access to it. So long as you've got a very high degree of assurance that it's going to be safe, so we uh, can obviously do what we can technically to make sure that people are kept safe and that families have access to tools that will keep them safe. What we can't do is, you know, resolve the problem of uh, trust in an offline world. Um, where someone who is, you know, who can who can uh, uh, engineer the, the the society can go figure out a way to steal information from from your loved one. We we want to give you a safe place to put it away so that no one else will have access to it. But again, who you trust and how you decide to give uh, access to that information ultimately is what's going to determine how safe that it actually is.
2: Right. Now, third question, just just briefly, because you've already mentioned it and answered the the point uh in particular and that is families can all of our families can be a little bit difficult and sometimes there are things that i may not want the members of my family to know about my history as a medical student or whatever it was and yet it may be important and relevant so how through care zone Could the question of what my relatives know about me and my past be managed in such a way that peace is kept in the Adderley family? Jonathan? Well,
3: um, uh, I I think everybody's family is interesting. and, uh, that's, that's called life. Uh, you know, and, and, when I describe my own family situation, I mean, there's lots of complications, but there's lots of people who love one another and care for one another. Um, so in, in the list of people that have access to, you know, one of my, uh, closest relatives, uh, accounts, there are nine people. And there are brothers-in-law and, uh, and siblings and cousins, and there's a lot of folks who, who care for this one individual. Um, but as a result of, uh, you know, the the family dynamic, not all of those people always have access to all the information that's kept in care zone, and the, and the account owner for that um, has the ability to say, these are the four people that I really view as the inner circle, the people who actually need to know, you know, every day what the latest is about, you know, issue X or issue Y. And so what CareZone does is give you the ability to even within the family say, you know, these folks really need that password. These folks really need to have access to that information. And these other folks they're they're there because they, they want to stay abreast of the situation. They want to do their best to you know when called upon. But they're not they're not really the inner circle. They're not the folks who are ultimately going to be there, you know, uh, holding the hand when when the time comes. So you know, I think we, we try to map to families. I mean, families are the, the world's oldest social network <laughs> is the family uh, unit. I mean, it's been around for an awfully long time. And, you know, we want to try to map to that, uh, social network and not try to change it or influence in some way.
2: Right. Uh, very good answer, if I may say so. Um, I think that's crucially important to recognize that there are levels of access uh, that have to be decided within the family. Uh, in other words, not everybody can see everything. Now, once again, unfortunately, we've come to the time to take the break. So this is Dr. Gordon Adler and my guest is Jonathan Schwartz. You're listening to Family Caregivers Unite on the Voice America Variety Channel. Stay tuned. We're coming back.
4: are you lost fed up knowing you're better and yet not knowing why let Derek o'neill transform the not knowing into the knowing by showing you the way whether it's not being able to drop the excess weight to unhealthy relationships or finances that you know you deserve Derek provides insights that are like magnets to invite what you want in your life and repel what you don't want. Tune in to Derek now to discover how to improve your life immediately and unleash the winner that you know you are and others need to see. Listen Mondays at 9 a.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Variety. Live up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel.
1: You are listening to Family Caregivers Unite with Dr. Gordon Atherley. If you have any questions or comments about our program, please address them by email to docg at familycaregiversunite.org. That's D-O-C, the letter G, at familycaregiversunite.org. Don't forget, you can catch new episodes of our program twice every week Mondays on the Voice America Empowerment Channel and Tuesdays on the Voice America Variety Channel. Now, back to Family Caregivers Unite.
2: Welcome back to our listeners to Family Caregivers Unite and Jonathan Schwartz. Our topic is Family Caregivers Organizing and Coordinating Their Caring. So now let's talk about the future of family caregiving. Let's talk about the future of CareZone and information technology in helping family caregivers at a time when healthcare systems are encouraging family caregivers to care for their loved ones at home. So, Jonathan, we know that family caregiving can be exhausting physically, psychologically and financially. What future do you see for CareZone and information technology generally in helping protect the health, well-being and finances family caregivers.
3: Well, that that is a great question. I, I I guess I would identify the uh the number one challenge that our uh our users face is is actually isolation. And that is uh you know, we we know just you know, you can look at the data, life expectancies are extending which means folks are going to be spending more and more time, and I believe the best place for them to spend that is going to be at home and with their families, or at least near, nearby their families. Um, but that puts the burden of care on someone. And more often than not, it's certainly the case in my family and certainly the case in the families that I'm familiar with, there's one individual who tends to bear the laboring ore, And to me, the, the health and welfare and well-being of that one individual determines everything else. Because if that person is, is energized and is healthy and is aware and alert and informed, then almost everything downstream of that, the individuals they're caring for and the, the time and the, and the resources they have to, at their disposal to make sure you know, uh, good outcomes occur, ev- everything is improved when that one individual is better off. So the future of CareZone is trying to find uh, the best way possible to make that one individual more productive better connected, and, and long-term, less isolated. Um, I think one of the big challenges for us, and, and, and by no means have we figured out how, how we'll do this, is you know one of the best ways to kind of crack that, that kind of the, the hard edge of isolation is to give people the ability to talk to others who are similarly situated. Now, there's a complication there because we are a private Network. We are a you know we're a resource for families, and so this notion of being able to have access to other people is something we're not going to do lightly. So we've been looking to our core customers to say, how is it that you would want to know who you know in your experience has shared a similar set of challenges? How how could that be of use to you? How could that that be? Um, you know, something that, that would give you uh, a sense that you're less isolated, um, that you're better connected, um, because ultimately that's, that's, I think, the future of caregiving. It's, it's recognizing that more and more care is going to be delivered at home, and it's going to be delivered by family members, and what we can do is really help those family members be as productive and as, and as healthy on their own.
2: Jonathan, just very quick comment. I hear time and time again on Family Caregivers Unite how alone family caregivers feel when first they are given so to speak the diagnosis of the family member so what you're speaking to is profoundly important to people in that situation as well as others. Now back to you another question Um, all across North America and Europe healthcare systems and governments are as you've said starting to recognize the value of family caregiving in shouldering some of the burden of caring for an aging population so, what help should healthcare systems be willing to give to family caregivers to enable them to make full use of care zone and information technology as it develops? Jonathan?
3: Well, I think first and foremost, just simply recognizing that there are tools available to help um, individuals stay organized in a safe way. I mean, the, the most popular tools on the internet today are are run in. You know, using business models that are anathema to caregivers. I mean, they're, they're built on advertising. They're built on data mining. And so just being more aware of, of services like Carezone, and we believe we're, we're kind of the, the, the tip of the wedge here. There's going to be a lot of folks who want to deliver private services because again, you know, advertising models and data mining, you know, do not apply to every, every known problem on earth. Um, secondly, I think just, um, and I have to give credit to, to Europe and the U.S. Um, you know, for for recognizing that putting things online isn't just about lowering the cost of running a hospital. It's about making sure that information is in a format that it can be shared among people who who legally own the, the data. I mean, the data about my health profile is mine. It's not a hospital's. And when I request it, I'd like to request it in a way and using mechanisms like CareZone that enable me to have easy access to it so I can make a quick reference. And I can check, you know, are, is my dad taking the meds he's supposed to be taking? Is my child up to date on his immunizations? These are things that, that should not be the province of hospitals. They should be the province of families, um, but necessarily in concert with and interacting with the healthcare systems that are out there. So I think the, um, you know, the, the, the challenge going forward is just to make sure that that connection is an invisible one. Um, and, and unfortunately, I mean, the, the best example I'd use for an industry that has done this well is financial services. And you know, their reputation isn't as as pristine as it used to be, but nonetheless, for the most part, most of the world knows how to bank online. Most of the world knows how to, you know, uh, connect to uh, uh, payment systems and go look at bank accounts and check mortgage statuses and understand, you know, how much is owed and what the graphs look like. That industry has done a good job. But to me, that's nowhere near as important as giving people that same level of access and information to their own well-being. And I'm not just talking about their medications and their blood pressure, but I'm talking about the long arc of history that typically informs any caregiving situation. There's lots of things that happened in the past. I'd like to have them documented and articulated so I can, you know, make better decisions going forward.
2: Right. Now, what's your message about zone for family caregivers, Jonathan.
3: Well, um, you know the the first obvious thing that I I want folks to do is go take a look at CareZone and go you know tell us what's not there. Tell us you know we'd like to believe we've done a great job and this is our fir- first year of existence and we've gotten you know tons and tons of pickup across the world, but we're only as good as that next um, you know set of, of recommendations and suggestions for for what things we should go build next. So. You know, caregivers across the world are our core customers, full stop. I mean, we don't run ads. We don't have any other customers other than than, than your listeners. And, um, and we'd really like their input. I mean, that input is very valuable to us because it tells us. I mean, I'll give you a good example. Uh, we established a relationship with the National Parkinson's Foundation um, a few months ago. And as soon as we did, we got lots and lots of feedback about what we could do to better help people manage with incremental dosing on medications. Because it turns out when you are, um, you know, the unlucky recipient of a Parkinson's di- uh, diagnosis, you're going to be on um, likelihood is you're going to be on one medication, but the dosage for that medication is going to be stepped up over time. Well, we didn't think about that when we were building our medications manager. We were much more con- concerned with documenting what medication it was and when you were supposed to start and when you were supposed to end. So every new situation we run into, we learn all kinds of uh, uh, interesting insights about what we can do to be more useful and to be a better resource. So again, we're as vibrant as our, as our customers and the more we have, the more um, you know, insight we've got into how to be a great resource.
2: Great. I'm coming back to you just on the point about the feeling alone. We've talked about many things, and this is just one that I'd like to pick up on, because it speaks to um, another value of information technology that is, and I have to admit this is the business that Family Caregivers United is in, is connecting people, not connecting them about their personal private information, but connecting them in such a way that they can meet with, engage with, and discuss with, others like them and particularly and this is especially to me exhilarating when i hear it happening is jonathan people like you who've traveled a road in effect are turning around pausing and seeing people getting out starting out onto that road that they've traveled and you reach out a hand to help You've got massive information technology and experience and all the rest of it at your disposal. Uh, Others have other kinds of experience. You know, they may form little groups that uh, generate support or generate practical solutions or generate political activity. In other words, this is a community engagement that... Addresses the very point that you've been making. Now, if this sounds a bit like a commercial for Family Caregivers Unite, then uh, I apologise for it. But I think it speaks to a bigger point, and that is we're all starting to see the future, and that the future is family caregivers and families connecting with each other um, in learning about caring and in influencing the healthcare system so that it recognizes family caregivers as members of the healthcare team. And in that sense, then the information technology solution that CareZone is, um, is something that. I would want uh, to urge not just family caregivers but also the healthcare system to take notice of and if you need any help in doing that and this is my very final comment uh, I'd be very pleased to talk to you again about another episode of family caregivers unite now so on that point we have to close unfortunately and I want to say thank you to our listeners I want to say a particular thank you to Jonathan for talking with us so openly about your own experience and your own insights and where you're going. And so, on behalf of us all, we wish you every success because it's in our best interest that, for all of us that you succeed. Now, at Family Caregivers Unite, we welcome hearing from listeners. We also want to hear from people who would like to be guests or who have suggestions for topics. In our next episode, we'll talk about creating voice for family caregivers. Please join us. Same time, same spot spot on the Internet. Talk to you then.
1: Thank you again for joining us this week for Family Caregivers Unite with your host, Dr. Gordon Atherley. Please tune in again twice every week, Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel and Tuesdays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Until the next show, we hope our programs help make the coming week easier and more hopeful.